Welcome to the Business Chef Podcast, where we learn from the best about the business side of the food service industry. Do you make food? Then let us help you make money doing it. Want to connect with us? Check us out at Make Food Make Money on Instagram or Facebook, or email us info at businesschef.org. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Business Chef Podcast with me, Chef Sean Boucher. I am so grateful you're here because we got a fun one. I know I, know I always say something like that, but that's okay because it is a fun one. We have Chef Stephen Beatty back in the house talking about what he is so good at, and that is carving being a chef, being an incredible individual who inspires, who absolutely uplifts and just brings us all to a better level. He had a very unique experience in being able to go to the Culinary Olympics and compete as an independent. Oh, you didn't know you could do that? Yeah, you can do that. And I think you're going to learn a lot about this, not only about him and about his fortitude, but about our current situation. So I'm going to stop yakking and without further ado, turn it over to chefs. All right. So you have had probably one of the most unique experiences in the culinary world. You got to go to the Olympics and I'm really curious to hear about that, you know, kind of just how, how that journey came to be, how you got on the team. Um, some highlights of being out there. I think there's a lot of people that are probably pretty jealous of, of the <laughs> So I, I, I have to clarify, I actually went as an independent, Sean. Um, I, uh, unfortunately, the discipline that I, um, I entered underneath, I actually didn't have a team uh, to uh, participate in. So I went as a complete independent, self-funded and everything. So, um, but... Uh, it was a it was an incredible experience. Actually, I talked to Corey Siegel, and he's actually the one uh, who uh, talked me into it. Corey's a six time gold uh, international medalist. You know, he's he's phenomenal, and uh, Corey was the one who kind of bent my ear a little bit and said, "Hey, Steve, you need to go for it." So I did. Well, I man, yeah, this just so cool, so cool. So you know, from from the travel to where you stayed, uh, kind of your itinerary of things. Talk a little bit about what it's like. So um, you, you're responsible for anything and everything when it comes to the Olympics. So um, let's put it like this. I shipped like two pumpkins overseas and it cost me $300 plus in shipping. Um, and then only to get there in... Um, uh, they wouldn't release my pumpkins, so which turns into the TV show part of the Olympics. So I literally was taking taxi cabs all over Germany trying to find something to carve for the Olympics because um, I could not get any of the product that I sent over. They literally um, they had it on lock. They would not release it. So I was like frantic. I was so worried. I was stressed out, and I eventually did get some product. Uh, ran into a great taxi uh, driver and he just had the ins and outs of Germany. So he drove me all around, not for free, but uh, source product. 
And um, I would do these shifts of being up for like 30 hours, then taking a, uh, some rest, getting a nap in, then I would start carving again. And that was the uh, kind of routine about it. Um, the hardest part was not speaking uh, any German. So Google Translate was my best friend. So every time I would talk, I would talk on my phone and just literally show someone my phone so it would translate to them so they could answer a question for me. So I was completely um, a fish out of water, but it was one of the coolest, most frightening experiences I've ever done uh, besides the competition. Wow. I mean, and chances are, it sounds like it probably cost you a lot more than you thought it was going to, too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, 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 you talk about the cost of it, you know, the investment of it. Uh, you know, it cost anywhere from five to $7,000 just to go as an independent. Um, and that was just on a small scale um, of just carving fruit and vegetables. Um, so between the travel and lodging and uh, just obviously product and decorations and uniforms and meals and just everything that came along with it, you know, it was anywhere from five to $7,000 going as an independent. But, you know, to be in a room with, um, I think they had uh, 175 countries represented, over 2,000 chefs, and to be in that number, have your name, you know, uh, to be aligned with such a great opportunity, especially in the culinary world, is just remarkable, especially in this discipline of fruit and vegetable carving, which I'm so passionate about. And to be able to uh, get two awards out of it the first time out was just extremely humbling. So let's let's talk about those awards. Um, what what did you compete in and what did you end up placing or winning? Okay. So, you know, I, uh, I did two disciplines. I did uh, centerpiece carving, whereas in which you have unlimited amount of uh, time to carve. Um, but then whenever you show up, you have uh, approximately a little over an hour um, to get your, um, your piece together and then have it presented to be judged and critiqued, uh, or they call it a jury um, the, for the jury to walk through and to uh, give you your critique. And then from there, I finished that up. And then I went to a three hour live carve, um, which um, was very interesting. The um, European uh, rules are a lot different than what I was used to uh, in America. And so for instance, um, if I wanted to carve a carrot and I only wanted to carve this much of the carrot, I would cut that little piece off and put that on my basket and put that on my table to carve. Now, if you put the whole carrot on the table and your intention is only to carve that little bit of carrot um, and you throw that in the wastebasket, um, you get penalized for waste. Um, they, they go through all of your scraps and everything of that nature when you do live carve to see and make sure you utilize the product best to its fullest potential. And so that was very interesting versus American uh, style competitions because you know you can be a little bit more lenient and kind of how what your approach would be, but not over there. They were very strict about it. And at the end of the day, um, based off of skill and points, I had two letters of um, uh, almost they call it diplomas for and they recognize your uh, your skills and your talents. Um, I was so close to actually getting uh, medals, but nonetheless, my scores were high enough that I got two diplomas for culinary excellence. Congratulations. That's awesome. Especially on a, on a stage that big. I mean, that is a, that is a huge, huge accomplishment. And, and obviously the experience itself, um, you know, being able to see what the top talent in the world is really showcasing and is, is pretty invaluable too. I'm, I'm guessing you probably met quite a few people over there too, that 
maybe you'll end up keeping in contact with. Oh, yeah. You know, one of the um, the remarkable things about it, Sean, was uh, the power of social media. So there were so many other uh, chefs, not only through uh, fruit and vegetable carving that I follow and I admire, and um, um, I would just, once again, take hold of their work, but you get a chance to meet them in person. And like anything, you're like, oh, wow, I thought you were going to be taller and you're much shorter or uh, uh, you would, wouldn't think that they would have such the accent. But once again, you know, these are people from all over the world I've been following. So they would look at me and they'll go, graffiti. And they didn't, they, could, they didn't know my name. They just knew me as graffiti. So it was really <laughs> cool uh, just to get a chance to meet some of these chefs. And, you know, and then all of a sudden you're taking pictures and, you know, you're tagging each other on social media. So you just become this big family that you didn't even know you had. Well, and isn't that true? I mean, that's the great thing about food, about uh, the profession that we're in, is that it just crosses so many lines, cultural, social, you know, you become, you become this worldwide family, you become this family that's very supportive because you all understand the challenges that you go through on a, on a daily basis. And speaking of challenges, while I've got you here, I'm, I'm curious to find out kind of what your days look like right now while we're in the midst of this uh, COVID-19 crisis. What's, how has this affected you and your work? Uh, obviously, uh, you know, there's no demos, there's no teaching, um, there's no workshops, there's none of that happening. Um, but uh, through my uh, Bruce Wayne, you know, working at a, a college, um, we staff some international students that haven't been able to make it home and some other staff and uh, things of that nature that we're able to support through uh, food. So uh, currently, you know, I've been able to stay busy uh, and stay employed, me and my team. Uh, you know, we had we have had to furlough some uh, some team members, um, unfortunately. But you know, we're hoping that this all blows over. But knock on wood, you know, I still been able to provide, you know, for my family and haven't had to uh, to face any of the challenges that so many Americans have, and also uh, those throughout the world. So um, I've just been, you know, once again, just counting my blessings that I haven't had to endure some of the hardships that other people have had. Well, yeah, and I, I definitely count myself lucky, too. I think there's a lot of us that you, you feel very lucky and very grateful, but you also feel a little bit guilty, especially because there's so many people out there that that are being furloughed and, and are being, you know, hours cut back and things of that nature. But I think ultimately we will end up stronger um, as individuals, as an industry for it. It's just hard to see for the forest for the trees right now, I'm sure. Um, mm-hmm. With, with, you know, some of that said, it kind of, kind of switching gears real quick. What does, you know, what does this experience with the Olympics and, and, you know, just the hardships and things, we talked a little bit about that in some of our prior interviews, but how does this shape you as an individual? How does this shape you going forward? Does this change your perspective on things or does this, does this create a different perspective for you? Or, you know, talk about just kind of the world that we're in, the experiences that you've had, what mm-hmm. is it? that has, uh, what is it that helps you get through and what is it that helps you really look towards the future? Uh, Sean, I, uh, I made a post on LinkedIn, uh, the other day that says, uh, adversity introduces a man to himself and, um, going through all the challenges, uh, just the, of the Olympics of, uh, having, you know, some of the, um, the misunderstandings of customs uh, and the, maybe some of the things I could have did different on that and maybe some paperwork I could have helped expedite it and maybe uh, reached out maybe to the ACF to help me push some of my products through. 
but you know, you really dig in. And when you, you, you're facing adversity, you really get the chance to find out that if you're cut out for it and, and that stressors, those kind of stressors really, um, help you to say, I got another gear. I got another level. I refuse to crumble, whatever it takes. And so I got comfortable. You know, um, I've had a, a lot of great success over the last five to seven years of my career. And I haven't had to really endure a lot of challenges that really made me take a step back. You know, it's the first time that the champion who's undefeated gets hit with a haymaker and he stumbles. You know, that was one of my biggest, you know, haymakers I felt in a while. So I had made a choice is either I was going to take a knee and, you know, and maybe get knocked out or I was going to come out that corner swinging. And I chose to come out swinging. So this is one of those things that I've had a chance to really help my character as a culinarian because, uh, like I said, I think I became spoiled, you know, with some of my success. So this is a good reality and a good gut check for me to be able to dig and for me to be able to look at myself and go, you know what, I still got a lot more work to do and I'm glad I'm still hungry. So that was a great challenge for me and uh, a test of my character. But you fast forward as a young black man, I, you know, I came back to it is that in the culinary Olympics, I didn't see a lot of people that looked like me. So it, once again, it was reassuring me that I was on a good path, you know, and a great representation and a chance hopefully to inspire, you know, that's, that's my whole uh, goal. That's my legacy to be able to inspire, not only black and brown, but, you know, just culinaries in general, but, you know, I've had a great opportunity and a great run in my career to be able to do some of the things that I've done. So definitely it's been phenomenal. Well, chef, it's always a pleasure to have you. And it's always, it's, you're always uplifting and always inspiring to listen to. And we appreciate your time. Any words of wisdom that you'd like to leave the audience, uh, as we finish up, you know, at the end of the day, um, I always say there's going to be a better you waiting on the other side, um, of this COVID-19. So I think if we can, uh, stand the test, you know, um, I'm reminded of a simple, uh, story about the, the trees, uh, that are in tropical uh, climates that when those high winds come, that those trees are conditioned to bend and not break. And so, uh, when we're going through these times in life, and everything is uh, uh, very destructive and those winds are coming. Uh, we just got to bend and don't break. And that then soon after that, the clouds are clear and the sun will be back out. And so we'll be stronger than ever. with your friends, family, co-workers, or anyone who's interested in making food and money. And when you get a second, give us a review. It really helps us get the word out as well as letting us know how we're doing. Want to connect with us? Check us out at Make Food, Make Money on Instagram or Facebook. Or email us, info at businesschef.org.